0: Well, my coach told me I should have a blah, blah, blah account. And I'm like, oh my God, who told you that? There are some real estate professionals that have gone viral as a result of real estate and mortgage professionals as a result of mortgage. They're unicorns. That's not going to happen again. You know, you got to go find your niches to draw them into your content, which then as you're putting out the sporadic real estate stuff, it at least shows up on their feed. Yeah. They have to embrace it, but they don't know what the hell they're talking about. If I had a nickel for every person I talk to, it's like, there's other people like me out there. There's a lot of people doing it at a very high level. But make sure you can tell through their content that they're the ones living in the content. I'm literally testing what works. That's what Tristan and I kind of platter ourselves on.
1: All right, you guys, welcome back to the Light It Up podcast. If you're new to this channel and you want to know everything about making money in real estate, selling, sales skills, building your business, or investing, then subscribe below, tap the bell for notifications so you can be the first to know what makes our great guests so successful.
2: And we get calls and texts from people just like you every single day, and we absolutely love it. So whether you're new in the business or looking to grow, reach out. We're happy to help.
1: All right. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, we're excited to spend some time with you today. Why don't you just tell us uh, who you are and and a little bit about your business?
0: Yeah, sounds good. I uh, do a lot of things. Uh, So my history, I have 23 years in the mortgage business, although uh, I don't know if you could say I'm really in it anymore. I kind of say I moonlight in it. I really just uh, business development, uh, make it rain, create opportunities because my influence is mainly in real estate. Uh, as a result of uh, my partnership with uh, Tristan and Lab Code Agents and I host their podcast and and uh and and, and basically have evolved into becoming a video expert uh social media coach and uh, all of that really just happened as a result of needing to find differentiation from the competition in my market which is st louis uh, about seven years ago and this is right about the dawn of facebook live and i decided i'm going to test this out somebody was doing these coffee talks and i'm like i think this guy's onto something Hmm. and uh, started doing it and it just quickly evolved my phone started to ring and i quickly realized i've got something here and uh it just it just has taken on legs of its own so it started with video uh, which obviously evolved into social and now uh here we are and and there's a little story behind social too and uh, Tristan and I were sitting there at the beginning of 2020 end of 2019 saying to each other why didn't we embrace TikTok sooner and we were relatively early adopters we I was early 2019 because I had teenage daughters so they were I was doing dances with them and because they wanted mm-hmm. dad to go viral with them but did you it took me about 6 months to realize all right i think there's something here i think i can use these 15 second snips this is going to be really good a great teaser for real estate videos and then i started to talk about it on stages was called an idiot mm. uh, for for a while and uh, and then of course tiktok has become what it has become and then i overnight it was like from idiot to genius mm. and um and but it was as a result of that conversation where tristan and i were saying why doesn't a platform exist that aggregates all of the things that are going on in social aggregates the news, the strategies, the what's up and coming. And, uh, and we realized there's a lot of niche products, guys that or guys or gals that specialize in YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, but nobody that aggregates everything. And so we decided to just build it ourselves and selfishly, we said, we're going to do this just for ourselves. Just so we stay hip to what's happening. Yeah. And from there, it became a, a big Facebook group. We've got 11,000 people in our Facebook group. And then uh, nice. now we're everywhere and we have a podcast and we coach and we do brand management and all kinds of stuff. And that's really what's led me to where I am today.
2: A lot more exciting than mortgage, that's for sure.
0: Uh, 10x. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sweet, man. All right, well, right. Let's jump into lightning round before we dig in deeper. Johnny, when I start off self? All right Jeff if you could pick up a skill instantly what would it be
0: pick up a skill instantly probably uh fly a plane yeah. to fly a plane or fly myself
2: mm. I would yeah. totally want to do that if I couldn't if I didn't get sick every time I went on those little Cessnas
1: yeah I think teleportation for me same idea yeah <laughs> just, anywhere just getting quickly. frustrated like yeah <laughs> yeah traffic Jedi master, tell me. in New Jersey brutal
0: yeah, see, I don't deal with that in the Midwest.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's an activity that you enjoy so much it makes you lose track of time?
0: <laughs> it's going to sound super cliche, but I have this conversation with a lot of people all the time. Editing videos. I, I always tell people as I'm coaching them, I said, you know, I'm an anomaly or a unicorn in the sense that I've actually learned and come to enjoy it. So what, what has happened? I give up things like watching TV. I don't watch as many much sports as I, as I used to. And now I genuinely enjoy the challenge of creative content creation and how to do different cuts and all that sort of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, I I enjoy that.
1: Yeah, well, it's hard to teach it, I'm sure, if uh, if you're not like you know in the trenches at one point or another.
0: Most aren't passionate about video editing, uh, yeah. and that's why I've also realized it creates a lot of opportunity, and I've got a lot of job security as a result.
1: Yeah, yeah. we were laughing with Tristan. And who we know now is uh, your partner over at LabCode Agents. I forgot the question we asked him. But I think it had something to do with interacting with his kids. And he was telling us that oh, he, plays, games. he plays video games with his kids. Do you beat and, your kids if they kill you by accident or didn't support you? <laughs>
2: like <Jim> <laughs> he was telling
1: us he played Fortnite like in his house with his kids all on different computers. And they're just like screaming at each other from yeah. across the house, which is that. an awesome mental picture. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've actually
2: witnessed it because I stay at his
0: house <laughs> when I go out to California. So, yeah, it's a true story.
2: That's pretty awesome. Best advice you ever received? What is it?
0: Best advice I've ever received was actually probably more of a challenge that turned into advice, mm. uh, which was I was challenged uh, probably around six, five or six years ago uh, to know my value and be able to recite it at a moment's notice. And uh, to, to articulate that for you guys, obviously that was from a mortgage leader. And my initial response, my initial thought wasn't was a response because it, it rendered me speechless was, my thinking was, well, shit, it's very accessible. I answer my phones on nights and weekends. I will always meet commitment and closing dates, good rates, great products, support marketing. And then I quickly dawned on me like, that's not value, that's my job. And so how do I create that value that I'm, I'm not just, I guess, it's that, that, that thing that they can quickly move on from, right? Yeah. That widget, right? And so I needed to create so much value that it created sustainability in my relationships, both with my employees and my, my referral partners. And so it's kind of what led me down the path of, of where I am, basically.
1: I love that. It's a good answer. What's a skill you learned when you were young that you still use today?
0: oh man you know one thing i don't know if i would call it a skill uh but just watching uh, my dad when i was younger w- had a, a, a serious lack of patience and uh, i still remember a certain incident going through the burger king drive-through and and he, <laughs> he threw it in their face that aren't you supposed to isn't it do it your way or whatever their slogan is and I just remember always being very embarrassed about those those instances and I've, I've actually taken on some of that, because if I go through like uh, Panera's drive through and they don't have bagels, I'm like, wait a minute, you're a bread company. How do you not have bagels? Uh, what am I going to get for free as a result of this? And my, my kids will be like, Dad, you're your dad. Stop doing that. Um, but I think it, it, it really taught me patience. Um, I was also a parent at a young age. And now I'm a parent again in my 40s. So that's exactly how you don't draw it up. <laughs> and I'm a completely different parent. Now than I was then, and it's just you know it's it's patience, man. I'm always trying to be more patient.
2: Got it. Last question: If uh, your phone only had five apps, what would they? What apps would they be, and why?
0: That's easy. Uh, you, you got a camera. Hmm. I need a video editor, and then I need probably my the three favorite social apps. That's a tough one. Definitely TikTok. Probably going to go Instagram. And, man, I want to go YouTube, Mm. but I feel like it would be stupid not to take Facebook because one talks to the other. Or maybe I can cheat it and say YouTube because I know when I post to Instagram, I can automatically post to Facebook. So, yeah, that'll be my answer. I'll go Mm. with YouTube. Good answer. those
2: three.
1: Which editing app? Just to be specific. Uh,
0: I I actually use Viva Video, but CapCut's what I recommend to everyone.
2: Yeah. Ironically, that's identical. Yeah. A lot of uh, high-quality producers will like of of content will say literally what you just said and that's yeah. that's pretty wicked for someone who's you know let's say not as familiar with social why should it why what why is it important and what should they know
0: oh god well you know on a on a thirty thousand foot level understanding where the world is going i think is incredibly important and and you, you have to understand you really need to to, to sit back and, and understand the difference in the way humans now you know, just live and so you, you you break it down into baby boomers and gen x or, or similar uh some gen xers i'm one of them are really more of a crossover to a millennial and then you've got this millennial generation and a gen z generation who have just been brought up completely differently and so how they want to interact how they want to uh, you know build a relationship with a salesperson or how they want to buy a product is completely different than the way we always did it and and so understanding that we are right now right in the middle. We're right, especially in real estate. We're right in the middle. We got baby boomers and Gen Xers who are arguably more important because they own the homes, they have the money. But we have a shift that is coming. Uh, and and it's only it's gonna come as soon as our world figures out how to, you know, get housing prices more affordable, right? Mm-hmm. You've got two generations of humans that have never bought like any generation before them. They they've been sitting on the sidelines, millennials because they watch their parents get hammered in 07 and 08, and Gen Z because they can't afford it. And so what I think our industry really needs to embrace and understand is that those generations do not want you to call them. They do not want you to text them. They do not want you to knock on their door. They don't want to go out to to networking events. They want to establish a relationship with somebody parasocially first, and then they'll decide who's worthy of a phone call, a text, a meetup. And if and I think a lot of our industry is literally going to go extinct the minute that gen x and boomers start to dry up and uh it's it's you know those who embrace this are going to create such an advantage for themselves because that's where it's going uh you know social media is 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 replacing television you know um i use the example all the time my wife goes sits down on the couch turns on the tv lays back and gets on her phone and i'm like why would you just turn on the tv well background noise Mm. and i'm like that is the that is an example of how things have shifted and you Mm. know the average the average American spends two and a half hours a day on social media. That's the average. And so, you know, w- you know, when you talk about the people that didn't come up with this, uh, you know, that's probably more like three or four hours. And you have such an opportunity that's free, organic, that you can reach an exponential amount of people uh, if you just play the game right.
1: Great answer. No, I love that. The uh... I'm guilty of that background noise, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, We all are. <laughs> The, the, yeah, the attention span
2: is shrinking like crazy. So yeah, everybody is. But the thing that stands out to me more than anything else is April 3rd. I don't know which generation it was, but April 3rd is when either Gen Z or millennials surpassed baby boomers and uh, baby boomers were, are are known, especially for us from real estate. When you're talking to a baby boomer, they want face-to-face interaction. They want to talk over the phone to know you're real. Uh, everybody else just wants a text or they want some kind of like uh, social proof. To see that something's yeah. there, but even people who are now boomers, but they're now on social platforms and they get addicted to it. My mom was sending me recommendations for places to go eat from Instagram. I was like, "Mom, what are you doing?" <laughs> She's like, "Go check this place out; it's really cool." Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how crazy it's become. Now, for our industry, I think when you were sharing earlier, talking about like you enjoy, you lose time when you're editing. We had the 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 privilege of being able to hang out with a gentleman named Julian Dorian, who like he blew up his uh, YouTube channel and. Dory story and he was giving us like some advice he was basically talking about how he obsesses over like every pixel and he's, he's a big like, youtuber yeah and he's like he has like a thousand thumbnails before he picks one he spends like 13 hours on one for this that, and the other and it almost reminds me of mad men it's like a marketing thing and it's like to that extent you need to be thinking about how everybody's gonna look at it what they're gonna think how they're gonna feel to trigger an emotion for them to want to actually look at your stuff can you yeah. comment on that
0: YouTube is a whole different beast, um, and and I'm a I'm a huge fan of YouTube. Uh, I think the part of the problem with our industry or really just the world in general is that we look at YouTube and you look at Mr. Beasts of the world, and you look at the, the creators like that, and we think, okay, I need to go down that path. And it's it's a couple re- there's several reasons why it's in- extremely difficult to do so. One is it's long form. It's hard enough for us to press play and do anything in front of the camera, let alone talk for a while and talk eloquently. So as a result of that, the editing is much more time consuming uh, because as we discussed, like our attention spans are like that of a gnat. And so, you know, the the way the media has gone, it's constant cut, like you got to have constant jump cuts. So th- that, that's why I don't even go live much on platforms anymore, because I've noticed audiences don't engage with that as much because it's just the same me in front of them for several minutes right and they want a constant cut and because it's just our it's just something subliminal in us and um and so there's that and then you know honestly the algorithm on YouTube is is extremely challenging and uh, I learned this the hard way because I just played I, I used YouTube like I did every other social platform and I was just kind of throwing shit up against a wall to see what sticks and what I quickly realized was and all algorithms are like this but the algorithm needs to understand who you are so it knows where who, who to show your content to yeah so what he was talking about is super in-depth like most people can't make it past where i just what i just mentioned mm-hmm. let alone getting to the point where you're doing a b testing and he's doing a to z testing yeah. of thumbnails like that's super legit and i know some hardcore youtubers that are the same way and I always tell people, I'm like, first of all, you got to start somewhere that's more palatable for you first. And that's why I suggest – actually, I tell everyone their foundational platform, if you're just beginning, should be Instagram. The reason why, even though TikTok is the most innovative, the most innovative even over YouTube in terms of technology, Mm -hmm. is that Instagram is a copycat of TikTok. So it's the closest thing to it. And you can kill two birds with one stone, which you're not gonna do on TikTok. And so, uh, you know, when you're posting to Instagram, it can automatically go to Facebook and you're not penalized for that. And so I tell everyone, like if, if you are really wanted to take this serious, embrace Instagram, make that your go-to platform, make that the platform that you create in because they have the tools, the effects, which will make you a better Facebook creator. So your content will be elevated over on Facebook versus your antiquated peers and, and competition. Mm-hmm. And then as you build that cadence, now you start to broaden and spread that content out. Now you now you put those same videos on TikTok. Now you put those same videos on LinkedIn and, and, and maybe X. And then as you then identify a niche down to what your audiences want, then you take that niche content that's performing very well on a platform. Now you've got a whole library of it. To go build a YouTube channel off of. Yeah. And so you start it with all of your shorts because you've been doing these shorts usually. And then you start creating maybe one a week long form. It just becomes much easier to now establish and build a YouTube channel versus people that are like, I'm just gonna go build a YouTube channel. I'm like, good luck. Yeah, it's gonna be very hard. Yeah. Um we've already so that's that. that's kind of my high-level explanation.
1: No, so, yeah, that's solid. So everyone, so so people in the Obviously the the subscribers here and the viewers here are, are real estate professionals, mortgage professionals, investors. So you're saying start on Instagram. Where do they go from there? Like what topics should they focus on? Where do they get some ideas? Give us sort of the basics. Great question. Uh, so
0: the one of the biggest mistakes
1: that I hear most social coaches saying is you
0: need to niche down. And it's a it's not a it's not a mistake in the sense that they're wrong. They're right. The problem is, and especially for our industry, is, as you all know and we all know, at some point during socials evolution, we as an industry decided that we were going to use social media to advertise. It's social media. It's not business media. It's not advertising media. It's social media. It was designed to stay in touch with your friends and your family and stay connected and be entertained and all those sorts of things, right? And all of a sudden we decided that it was a good idea to post a picture of our, of ourselves at closing with our customers. And we thought that was a good idea. And then we thought at some point in time that it would be a good idea to post a Monday market update because as if consumers really actually care and that we, that our entire social strategy was going to be about, look at this open house, look at my new listing, look at my closed sale. And the reality is, is all of that content is always very, is all very self-serving. And so when I talk about the niche down, when, when a real estate agent, historically has been told niche down well what are we thinking well i'm doing this for my business so i'm going to niche down on real estate so now you just lumped yourself into a group of roughly three plus million real estate professionals because that's how many licensed real estate professionals there are and they're all doing very similar things so now you're massively diluted and you're putting out content that consumers don't actually give a rat's ass about and so they're right you do need to niche down the difference is you don't get to choose your niche your audience chooses your niche. And so going back to the original question, as you're trying to determine, okay, what are my niches going to be? And I did this. So I went through this. I followed Gary Vee, and Gary V was telling me back in 2016 you need to be posting seven times a day. And I'm like, shit, Gary, I can't even figure out one post a day, <laughs> let alone seven. And so I just established, and and at this time I was doing mortgage content and I was boring myself, right? And Mm -hmm. I started to do some stuff with my kids. It performed really well. It was light bulb moments like, holy crap, this is what gets engagement. This is what people are interested in. This is what will draw them into what I do for a living. Uh, I just decided, you know what? I don't want to create more work for myself. So what am I? Who am I as a human? What do I do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? And then I just created a list. I had these cheat sheets. Literally, it was Post-it notes back then. And I, and I created this list. It's like, I'm a business owner. I'm, I'm a dad. Uh, we have a second home at the Lake of the Ozarks. I play golf. Uh, now, you know, I have dogs and all of these different things. I'm, a, I'm an avid bird watcher. I have bird feeders, stupid, silly stuff. But I have raving fans on social as a result of a, of a like-minded, similar interest, right? And so you take this list of things that you are. You start documenting your life. You start sharing your life and you see what sticks and the the truth is you're gonna confuse the algorithm for a while but eventually if you do this consistently over the course of a year and you just kind of build in the cadence of of creating daily your audience will tell you based on their engagement what they're most interested in and so for me I'm living proof of it. My TikTok has exploded and it's all around. A, it's a geo strategy around the Lake of the Ozarks. Now I'm I, it's it's crazy how much engagement I'm getting. And I've even, I changed the name of my channel from my name to Lake of the Ozarks lifestyle. Now I'm creating every single day and I'm, I'm putting out content that's relevant to the local community. And now I'm the authority and I'm getting DMs all the time. Hey, where's the best place to launch a boat? Hey, where's the best place to go this weekend? Hey, where's the best place? Hey, I'm looking at buying a home and I don't even claim to be a real estate agent and I got leads coming into me. And, and so from that, now I've taken that TikTok, all this content, and now I'm, I've got a YouTube channel. Now I've got a Facebook group. Now I've got an Instagram page just around that. And then my Instagram, it's not Lake of the Ozarks. It's all around social coaching and uh, video tips. Why? Because my audience told me that. My audience is predominantly real estate professionals. So I'm just going down that path. I'm just following what my audience is telling me to go. And, um, and I think that's the hardest part for most people because this isn't get rich quick. This isn't quick and easy. You have to commit to the process. You have to do it over a number of years. And you might get lucky. You, you might get lucky and it might pop. You know There are some real estate professionals that have gone viral as a result of real estate and mortgage professionals as a result of mortgage. They're unicorns. That's not gonna happen again. And so you, know, you gotta go find your niches to draw them into your content, which then as you're putting out the sporadic real estate stuff, it at least shows up on their feed. And now they just have that drive by. It's a digital billboard, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's kind of a, that, that's the strategy in a nutshell.
2: What I hear you saying is more or less they have to niche down on their personality that they're going to be putting through yeah. in social, not anything else. Correct.
0: Most real estate professionals, I mean, you, you know the deal, right? Like who are the best marketers in the world? Nike. Why did Nike become such a, a, a massive, awesome product? And we all know that the the, the actual- with athletes. Right. Well, and what did they do? Like, think back to what drew you to Nike. It was it was these these cartoon style commercials with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. It really didn't have much to do with the shoe. It was like a story. Mm. Right. And we were drawn into that kind of stuff. And Coke and Pepsi, like you you think about the commercial, the old stool commercials where the the Pittsburgh Steeler and throws the jersey to the kid and he's just holding a Coke. And it really has nothing to do with Coke, but it gives you the feels. And We as an industry, we're not naturally creative like that. These are advertising agencies coming up with this stuff. But unless you're going to be good at that, which most of us aren't, you should lean into who you are as a human because it's much easier to be passionate and tell the story of whatever it is you're living, which will then draw in people to potentially become just raving fans of you as a human being. Guess what happens when that happens? Whatever you're selling, I want to buy. Yeah. And it's the name of the game.
2: That's why I have so much diesel cologne is because of those commercials where the <laughs> woman's just like, <laughs> come in here. I'm like, I'm buying this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good analogy. That's awesome, Jeff, that you're sharing that.
1: Yeah. I think it's just, I don't know. If you try to break it down, the analytical in me says, you know, there's just, there's 3 million realtors and it's yeah. such an ego based business and everybody's just, you know, everybody's always the best in their office or the best in their city or the number one agent or whatever it is that it's hard not to, you know, when you have that ego to not just make it all about just listed, just sold, because that's what you think the clients want to hear about or these market updates that bore the hell out of everybody. But you're right. It's the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. I mean, there's a guy that I think of right away when you were describing, you know, people that are doing this at a, at a high level, David Calhoun, who we had on the show, he's a San Diego realtor. I think he, you know, he's, he's, he's very successful, but he's not like selling 200 homes a year but he just is really good about sharing like in my opinion what he's doing throughout the day. Sometimes he's with his four kids, sometimes he's with his wife, sometimes he's showing property. He's showing the shit property that's like yeah. you know a hoarder's house and then he's showing like a 3 million dollar home. You know, he builds all that in, but then he's also showing him, him and his wife and kids at Costco, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. you get to learn to know him and and you know like him and and uh I think the
2: key word is trust. Yeah, that when they see the transparency and everything, then they can build trust, and people want to transact with people they trust more than anything else. It's, yeah. it's
0: reality TV. It's reality yeah. TV on social. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and to your point, as, as as you talk about the copycat syndrome that we all have, there was a, there was a great cartoon that I saw about a year ago where, and it was it was just about sales in general, and it was a it was a person standing in a storefront, and their manager was behind them saying you know, in the caption, like maybe if you stop paying so much attention to what your competition was doing, you'd actually make some sales. Mm -hmm. And that is our industry is so guilty of that because we're so inundated and obsessed. And I get this, like my loan officers over the years, it drives me bonkers. Like I'll get an email or a text or a call. Hey, 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 XYZ mortgage company just posted about this new thing. We got to get one out. I'm like, Actually, no, we don't. And if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it different. Like, we're not just gonna post a graphic. We're gonna maybe go talk about it, right? But I'm like, no, we don't have to rush because here's the thing: the algorithms, there is a science behind this. And the reality is, is our industry, the algorithm knows we are interested in real estate, mortgage, and real estate agents. So when we open up Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, what do we see?
2: Real, real, estate. real
0: estate related stuff. We think our consumers seeing the same thing. Wrong. Yeah. My neighbor's seeing. French Bulldogs. My other neighbor is seeing boats. Another neighbor is seeing cooking. Like they're not seeing us. We think they're seeing us because we don't understand that that's just not how it works. In fact, I just had this conversation with my wife and talking about she was getting pissed off at people liking posts or not liking posts. And I'm like, honey, you just got to understand that you think… The people that you're pissed about are automatically seeing everything that you post. That's not the case. Like, yeah. you don't know what day they got on They could have maybe taken three days off from social. Like, there's so many reasons why. But to her, it's a conspiracy and they're out to get me. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe they are, but most likely they're not. <laughs> yeah. And because it's social so diluted, we are all seeing completely different things on our socials. And it's it's really a hack. Like, you got to figure out how to hack your avatar. Like, who is my ideal avatar? And for most of us in real estate, it's 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 people within a community. So how do you hack them? You hack them by bringing them value. What does everybody in every community love? Things around their community, things to do, restaurants, uh, highlighting local yeah. businesses. You know, uh, giving them tips. Like right now, you should be putting out content about back to school tips. Everybody's eating that stuff up. Uh, Labor Day is right around the corner. Why don't you put out a post that says? hey, here are five things to do within an hour of whatever geographic area you're in, within an hour drive. That's the kind of stuff people will not only consume, but they'll share, they'll save, yeah. because it, it actually is something useful to their life. We think that mortgage rates and listings are relevant to their life. It's not. We all know the data. Well, yeah. How often does somebody buy? Every six, seven years? They yeah. don't care.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The challenging so- part is being original. That's the biggest thing, and, and and just
1: thinking of it, planning for it is the hardest part. But does it have to be original? No. But it has to be you. It, well, it has to be. It has to be you. It has to be you, and and your twist on it. But I think you could easily copy somebody else's ideas, yeah. or or even just you know topics, right? Like like if I see Jeff do a great post about a great local restaurant he went to, I could easily copy the same thing. Not original. I'm copying it, talking about another local restaurant in my my area.
2: Well let's ask that. Also actually,
1: also
0: realizing that our audiences are very different. So even yeah. though the two of you might be in the same market, you could do the exact same vid, you know, the same idea behind a video. You're going to do it different because you're two different people. The same restaurant, the same business, and actually there'd probably be very few duplicates.
2: Yeah. What do you teach for people to 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 get into that creative element?
0: A lot of it is that it's the psychology. In fact, I just quoted somebody today, an agent in Nashville, who who has already has the team, has the VAs doing the editing. She's like, I just need the creative genius. I need help, and and so literally, that's what I said. I said, Well, I am gonna have you do some homework. I am gonna have you send me back, you know, do this, this this pillars of content thing. And honestly, that's how I vet people. If they're not, if they don't do that, I know they're not gonna work, and I don't want to work with them. Um, and so she sent me back this long email and I was like, yep, I'll work with you. Hmm. And she's, she will just be hiring me to for accountability and to help her come up with ideas. And, uh, and that's all we're going to do. And we're going to meet however many times and she's going to get access to me basically perpetually. And, and so the answer to your question is, is I make people dig deep first because I don't know you, I don't live with you. I don't spend 24 seven with you. So I need to know who you are first, hmm. and then we're going to take that list. And then we're going to narrow it down and we're going to figure out how we're going to tie some of it back to real estate and how some of it's just going to be all about you. Uh, but we're, we want to build pockets of followers because that's what you're going to do. You're not going to build a large audience with real estate. You're going to build it around community. So I'll give you an example. Uh, she is an avid pickleball player, which is obviously a very popular topic nowadays. And she's like, I just don't know how I'm going to create you know, perpetual content around pickleball. And I'm like, just stop and think about that for a second. I'm like, first of all, you can do equipment videos. There's probably at least five to 10 videos. Like what type of paddle should you be using? What net should you buy? What type of balls? When does a ball go dead? How do you know when a ball is dead? Right. I'm like, that's content in and of itself. You can give tips on pickleball because you're playing it a lot. So teach people how to do an overhand, how to do a backhand, how to put spin on it. And then I'm like, how many pickleball courses are there or courts are there in the city of of the greater Nashville area? And she's like, Oh my God, tons. And I'm like, there you go. Rate like you're going to be now putting out content like, where they can play pickleball in this particular community. And now you can do it all around the city. I'm like, you've probably got a year's worth of pickleball content, one video a week, bam, done. And I'm like, and then when you're done with that next year, you can either regurgitate it because a lot of people never saw it in the first place or you update it. And I'm like, now you've got a several year strategy just around pickleball and all these pickleballers are going to fall in love with you. And believe it or not, they're going to turn into Buyers and sellers, and guess who they're going to want to use? Not the person that they that has the big, the most billboards or the most signs in the yard. The person that they have a connection with, because I want to talk to them about pickleball.
2: Yep, that's that's pretty solid. We, we
0: overthink it, you know. We just totally overthink it, and yeah. it's it's not that hard, but it's also not quick. And that's I think why do agents run towards leads because we feel like it's going to be quick and easy. But the reality is, we all know we're going to get one out of a hundred, and that one I'm going to have to nurture for six months to maybe buy or sell yeah. and you know and then what do they do they vacate after three months because it doesn't work no yeah. it doesn't work because you didn't give it time
1: why not just you nurture know? everybody at the same time right yeah. that's that's um, what that's what the beauty here is yeah yeah
2: jeff if you have to share a success story from one of your clients was super success uh, super coachable can you share one of those
0: oh let's see um we've got um gosh there's there's countless ones i like to actually Typically, use myself because I'm the one who's done it the longest. Yeah. We've only been coaching for about a year and a half. It's yeah. a great question. Uh, we've got an agent in uh, Indianapolis. Uh, he is with, uh, I believe, he's with a Keller Williams, uh, but he's completely shifted his entire strategy, and uh, he is becoming known as the as the local authority. Um, and he's doing. He's basically following exactly what I just described.
2: Yeah.
0: And his business is growing, and uh, he's actually created a management opportunity for himself nice. uh, within his brokerage.
2: The, the only uh, reason why I asked that is because we've hired, uh, we, I think we've hired one person for a coach and it was so hard for us to be consistent with the content production and like doing the yeah. videos. Me and John would be here in the studio and then John would be like, all right, listen, you have to record a video of me crawling on the table. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? He's like, trust me, it's content. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, cool. And I was like, how about like we do like an edutainment session? And he was just like, No, 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 that's 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 silly. Let's like, let's do it next time. And then we just fell out of consistency with it because it wasn't like uh we weren't able to connect the dots on our side yeah. between yeah. consistently creating it yeah. and then the outcome that it produced, because it took or it takes time. Yeah, or maybe we were doing it wrong, but
0: You know, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm currently working on a a, – I've been contracted by a coaching platform to – that they want to scale to LOs and they want me to coach on social and then they want – and I am create content for them. And I said, you know, I've been doing this long enough now to know that there's enough apps out there that have done for you content. It just doesn't work. Um, I don't know why it doesn't work. I I guess because it's lacking the human element. And I said, so I'm going to try something different. I said, I'm going to create five pieces of content a week. Three are going to be – three are going to be static posts so just graphics two are going to be videos i said except i'm not going to do it through an app we're going to have a private instagram page and we're going to have a private facebook group so we can control who can come in and who can come out and who can use it and i said but the the difference is is it's not going to be canned content it's going to be relevant content so i'm going to be aggregating what's going on in the world and and it's not going to be very industry specific so it's not super boring mm. right so it's going to be typically just topics that will garner engagement so in this case for LOs, you know who's their target audience realtors so it's going to be content that will actually grab their attention that isn't the typical boring mortgage stuff This is going to be a test. We haven't launched it yet. We're launching in September, actually. But uh, my goal with it is is they're they're going to get me, so I'm going to be accountable. We're going to have weekly calls. I'm going to be actually creating the content that I want them to create. So not only will they be creating it, but, for example, if I do a green screen in Instagram, I'm also going to give them a tutorial. This is how you do this. And so I'm going to be laying it on a platter to say just literally take – and I'll give them a script if they want it. So it will be like here's my script. Put it in a teleprompter, record it, whatever, um, or just riff it yourself. Yeah. I gave you the context. Take some notes and just do it, um, and we're going to see if that works because the the ultimate the ultimate goal that I have is exactly what you guys just said. I want to be able to deliver results. I don't just want to deliver content. I don't just want to deliver something tangible that you can use that you won't use. I want to deliver results. I want you to actually do it so you can build this consistent strategy because it starts with consistency you've got to be consistent and if you're not consistent this just won't work and here's the best way i'll say it i was actually talking to an lo of mine yesterday and she's kind of of the old school old school mindset that and she subscribes to a, a a social media service that she's about ready to can but it was they do a very great job very professional stuff but very typical mortgage stuff and i'm like joe i love their stuff and i love all all you know your content looks great you look great you sound great but it just doesn't work and she's like well actually i disagree because i've had a couple people comment on it and i said i'm not i didn't say it doesn't work but here's the difference that basically is crm worthy content the only people that are going to see it are the people that are a very small group of your sphere because those are the only people that are actually engaging with your stuff but i said it's not gonna it's not gonna expand your sphere I said, it's just going to keep you in a small bubble. So if that's what you're after, you're good. But I said, if you want to expand that sphere and if you want want your content to show up to more people, we've got to come up with different content ideas. And frankly, Mm -hmm. and this is coming from my daughters, those same teenage daughters are now 19 and 23. And my 23-year-old actually works for one of our social companies. Mm -hmm. And she's the one who's told me multiple times, dad, your stuff's overproduced. And I'm like, well, I kind of want it to be overproduced because I kind of want to intimidate my competition. Plus I want to impress people and I want it to look cool, right? But she's like, yeah, but- look at a lot of, and she gives me examples of various influencers in the same space as me. And she's like, look what they're doing. Like they're taking their camera, they say a hook, then they switch their camera around and just kind of zoom in on the screen. then they, they switch the screen and say something else. And it's very, it's good. It's got the jump cuts, but it's not fancy editing. It's pretty simplistic. She's like, try this, just try it. And I'm like, I listen, I'm going to listen to you, Jen's ear and I'll test it out and see what happens. (laughs) So I do a combination of both, but yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. We're, we're constantly testing. So I will say this last thing I will say, cause I know time's getting long is um, when, when you, as a listener, somebody listening to this, there's a lot of social media experts and I'm putting that in quotations because what defines us as an expert? We don't have Harvard degrees. We don't have college degrees or any degree of any kind in social media. So what, what makes somebody an expert on social media? The answer is they're doing it. They're pushing the buttons. And I, I have, you guys have probably interviewed some of these people, very successful people in our industry that have massive followings, way bigger followings than me on social, not because they're good at social, but because they were successful before they got into social. They hired teams, the teams blew them up, and that's why they're good at it. But if you ask them, hey, how do I shoot a green screen on Instagram? They would look at you like you had three heads. They didn't have a clue. They're not pushing the buttons. Right. And so my opinion is, and that's why I love Gary Vee, because you could tell Gary V was living in the game. And so find the people that are in the game because you're going to learn a hell of a lot more from them. So people like me, we 5X our mortgage business as a result of social. yeah. And it wouldn't have happened without it. And so it's like now that's why I'm so passionate about it. And most of these coaches, real estate coaches, are now becoming social coaches. Why? Because they have to. Yeah. They have to embrace it. But they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And, um, guys, if I, had, if I had a nickel for every person I talk to that's like, well, my coach told me I should have a blah, blah, blah account. And I'm like, oh, my God. Who yeah. told you that? and yeah. i'm like all they did was go online and read something they're wrong and and i'm like and i'll tell you why and and so it's it blows my mind and so that's the that's the biggest thing i can say for people is there's other there's other people like me out there there's a lot of people doing it at a very high level but make sure you can tell through their content that they're the ones living in the content yeah. because it makes you a better practitioner it makes you a better coach yeah. because I'm fi- I'm literally testing what works. That's what Tristan and I kind of plowed ourselves on. Yeah, We're the ones doing the editing, seeing what works, testing the platforms, testing the styles of content. And so, yeah.
1: I would say over the years when I've had real estate coaches, it was always a better experience having a coach that was actually selling real estate right now yeah. as well, right? Yes. You know, sometimes you get that. Sometimes I've had some great coaches that were retired, but then they were sort of giving me their, their wisdom. Um, their playbook. Their playbook. But then there was other times where, you know, your coach was actually selling real estate right now as well. And they're like, this is what's working in my market right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about it like this, like technology cannibalizes itself. Every
2: year we get a brand new phone. So then the old phone becomes obsolete. Social is exactly like that. So if you're not constantly adapting, then you become obsolete very quickly. So isn't that what makes it fun though? That's what makes it challenging. But then yeah, like if, if, if the same way you got motivated by getting challenged, right, by your the value proposition, by yeah. the loan officer, that that's the kind of same challenge so somebody who's like that is somebody that you want on your side for sure that makes a lot of sense um you
0: you know what you just said that's the difference between the two different people like to me it's exciting to most it's overwhelming yeah and so you have to figure out how to switch your brain to embrace it and not be so overwhelmed by it like another app right because that's what we all say it's like ah Jeff's telling us to get on Lemonade now. Last year he was telling us to get on Be Real, because I'm just out there telling you what's the next app that we should be paying attention to. I'm not saying it's going to be the biggest thing, but I'm not missing out on the next TikTok, and yeah. so I'm going to be paying attention to what's coming. And but that's what I hear from people all the time, like, oh, or Threads, you know, like everybody yeah. rushed to Threads, everybody rushed to uh, what was the uh, Clubhouse, yeah. and you know, it's it, it's it's just. I always tell people, I'm like, it's not the first to get there that's going to have the most success. It's the people who maintain consistency over a period of time. And, you know, how many people were in and out of threads within two weeks? And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to be uh, useful or not, but I use it. I like it better than X. I like it better than Twitter. Why? Because it connects to my Instagram. So now I can kill two birds with one stone. When I post a thread, I can connect it straight to my stories and bam. Mm. And I'm like, I just want efficiency. And so, yeah, maybe threads will become something. And if it does... I'll be there.
1: Yeah. No, that's golden, man. Uh, I think it's th- those people who, though, that roll their eyes when a new app comes out or a new platform, it's just the same people who don't want to adapt and, and learn in other areas. Well, when I saw threats, I was like, shit, not another one. Damn it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you're guilty of it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but honest. see, that uh, I don't know. You're an outlier because I know the type of person you are and you're always growing and learning. And it's it's
2: On, on the tech side of it, you sometimes need that person that's going to be like, yeah. do this, do it this way, say it like this, and here's a
1: video companion
2: guide to go with it.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that works for But very that's good. also because you're coachable. Yeah. You're the kind of person who's like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. That's, but that's a lot of
2: people in our industry are like that, right? Like every LO that you work with or every like realtor, they're, they just, they're reaching out for help, wanting a coach because of that situation, but they just don't have the time. Right. The efficiency, like yeah. you said, is the biggest thing. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Jeff, as we wrap up, what's the last thing you want to leave with the viewers?
0: You gotta embrace this stuff, man. You know, it's 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 not changing. It's it's uh, so well. It's funny because over the last few years, as I've been speaking, I, I talk about how social is the now, and it's it's it, now that now that AI is here. It's like all of a sudden, social is like the the millennial or the G, or the Gen X. Um, it's it's quickly you know not gonna get forgotten, but. You know, like I tell everyone, it's like there was a time when when radios came into our world and every mom across America demonized it because their kids just wanted to sit and listen to this box versus playing in the yard like they used to. Yeah. And it was that and then it was TV and then it was mobile, you know, it was car phones and then it was pagers and then it was Internet. Now it's social. Now it's A.I. I've learned that if the, the quicker I am to embrace and adopt and stop, I had to stop. I had to tell myself, stop taking a wait and see approach. Stop playing, playing wait and see because opportunity comes to those who, who embrace things first. Uh, and, and not not because I just contradicted myself, not because you raced to the platform and got there first, because you got to the platform, you embraced it, you learned how to use it, you tested it, you played in, this, in the sandbox, and you did it over a period of time. And uh, that's who has the most riches, man. That's why people on TikTok, the people that were the earliest adopters have the biggest followings. And uh, because the, the the platforms evolve, they become harder to grow. And, um, you know, so, so embrace this stuff. It's not going away. It's in fact, it's probably going to just continue to take over. So if you don't start living in that world, you're probably going to put yourself out of business and Walmart's always hiring.
2: <laughs> I love how we, uh, there's such a similarity, like in terms of vision between you and Tristan, which is pretty wicked. Cause we were talking about how AI is going to make everything so efficient for the mundane tasks. And then it's going to make highly productive, uh, people in the industry, instead of having like these mega teams where it's like, discombobulated so it's pretty cool yeah. when you're saying a focus on relationships and you're talking about you know niching down on your personality traits this has been awesome jeff what's the best way for someone to connect with you if they want to reach out and get connected
0: bet you can't guess social media <laughs> I, I would say i would say instagram is probably the best uh so dm me on instagram but you can send me a dm on facebook messenger you can dm me on tiktok uh i don't check linkedin very often i do have a va posting there so don't don't dm me over there or you can, you can, you know, just send me a message. I'll, I'll give my cell phone. I don't have a problem with that because I give it out to people all the time. It's uh 314-220-4945. And I don't have one of those like burner phones. I actually do have two phones by the way, but the, they're both connected to the same number. One's more of a camera and one I actually use for telephone duties. Uh, but uh, yeah.
1: Good. Sounds okay. good. Man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for collaborating with us today. We really appreciate it. And yeah. Uh... We'll go from here.
0: Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me, guys.